Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views. Great to welcome into the studio somebody who's been with us all through the pandemic, but always on the telephone, providing a lot of employment in County Wexford with her group as well, Grants Pharmacy. Leone, it's great to see you. Thank you very much. It's it's unusual to be in, in the studio. It's your first time in the studio in nearly three years. That's right, yeah. Right. Yeah. So, first of all, you have been, like pharmacists and doctors around the county, an invaluable help to us. So, And your staff have been wonderful as well. I'm sure you'd like to take the opportunity before we even look at what we're going to talk about today to thank them for what they've done over the last couple of years. Yeah, look, I think maybe sometimes pharmacy might be a little bit of the forgotten health service. You know, when all other doors were kind of closed, the pharmacy doors were always open from the very first day um, and all the staff, all my staff and all the ph- pharmacy staff across the country were very brave, very courageous um, and they stood there and they, they served the people who needed to get their medication at all at all stages of the pandemic so yeah. it, I, I would love to th- thank them all. Um, they were brilliant absolutely amazing so yeah. yeah big shout out to all of the pharmacy staff. We're going to look at another uh, subject I was at a graduation mass in the CBS yesterday a wonderful, wonderful ceremony well done to the principal Mr McMahon and the Vice Principal Councillor John Hegarty and all the crew and the teachers there. A wonderful celebration. And monkeypox was mentioned by Father Cullen who made the sermon. He prayed that we don't get another pandemic. So he may well be listening this morning. Can we look at that very quickly, closely? First off, what do you make of it? Uh, Should we be fearful of it? No, I, I actually, I think we're all kind of on tender hooks. Um, About it, yeah. Yeah, after, after the coronavirus, but this is a different style of virus. It's a DNA virus. So the coronavirus is an RNA virus, and RNA viruses are more prone to change and mutate. Whereas this uh, pox virus, it's kind of like a first cousin to the small pox virus, which everyone was um, very, I suppose, fearful of years ago. And that was very lethal. Whereas this isn't so lethal, it's not so dangerous. There's you know, um, a kind of mortality rate of about 1%. So, um, and it's much harder to, tra- to transmit this monkey virus and um, monkeypox. Um, it is transmitted through, say, the liquid out of the vesicles or the bumps or the, the pox that are on the skin. Yeah. Um, it's transmissible through saliva as well. Um, so it is, it's something to be concerned about, to be aware of. Um, anyone who was vaccinated against smallpox has an 85% chance of being um, immune to the monkey And, and a lot of us would be vaccinated against smallpox, yes, wouldn't we? Yeah, yeah I think um, those people who are over 50 might have been vaccinated when, in their younger years. So that's yeah. when the cutoff was. Um, when smallpox was completely eradicated from the whole world mm. um, so now it's only kept in, two, in a couple of labs across the world and um, that's the smallpox so um, people would have a natural immunity to monkeypox but of course younger people who didn't get vaccinated years ago wouldn't have that immunity so they'd be more vulnerable right. and of course immunosuppressed people and pregnant ladies would be more vulnerable to it Okay so it's now in Ireland we know it's in Northern Ireland Correct. so what symptoms should we be looking for then? Yeah it's, y- y- we go back to those symptoms Symptoms, kind of flu-like symptoms, chills, aches and pains. Of course, the pox then arrive. Um, high temperature, feeling unwell. Um, it's not to say, like, I've had a few customers into the pharmacy this week with children and they're absolutely terrified that the child has monkeypox mm-hmm. because they might have got a little bite or, you know. So we have to be careful not to overreact, um, but at the same time keeping aware. Now, it's not, it hasn't been... I suppose, found in the Republic, but, um, you know, as Leo Vragger said, it's, it's pretty inevitable it'll come here. Um, but it is harder to transmit 
um, from person to person. So um, it's not going to flood through the population. Also, the pox are a very massive visible symptom. So, um, you know, it's not like the coronavirus where people who were who had no symptoms or who were asymptomatic went around the, po- the population and went around and transmitted it. Yeah. This is different. You're going to have symptoms. You're going to have pox marks. Um, so as soon as those symptoms arrive and the pox marks arrive, that person will be isolated. Um, so the transmission shouldn't be so high. And the treatment of it then? Treatment, um, yeah, the, the the usual things, I suppose, for fever and, and aches and pains, um, there is an antiviral that can treat it. Um, so I suppose that's in worst case scenario. It takes about it's quite self-limiting the mm-hmm. condition so you know it's like any cold or virus uh, viral infection it is self-limiting that means within two to four weeks you will get over the whole um the condition uh, the pock marks unlike um in chicken pox they are quite sore so in chicken pox you're very itchy the pock marks are very um scratchy and, and itchy and um, but not sore to touch whereas the, i mean monkey pox the the actual pock marks are sore to touch yeah. and that's a that's a differentiation and um, they will scab over over, they will heal up. Of course, if they're not touched too much or scratched too much, um, they won't scar. But unfortunately, there might be some scarring. Um, but two to four weeks of kind of the the timeline given to get over it. Hmm. But I think we don't ha- we shouldn't be too worried about it. Yeah. You know. Y- y- yeah. Okay. Let's move on to hay fever. Then we're, we're hearing twenty degrees and warm sunshine for County Wexford over the weekend. So we're keeping our fingers, toes, and everything else crossed yeah. as well. What is hay fever, Leone? <laughs> um, well, hay fever is not like what it says in the tin. It's not due to hay. That's the first thing, I suppose. Um, I think it was it was named back in the 18th century um, because hay was being cut at the same time when there was a high pollen count at that time. So it got that name. Um, hay fever, there's a couple of types. There's one that kind of is seasonal. Um, so that's in response to pollen from grass or trees. Um, and then there's also um, this other type that's kind of all year round. And that would be if you're allergic to dust mites or to, to animal dander, which is like just cells off from animals um, or mold spores. They're always in the environment and some people can be allergic to them. So essentially it's our body sees an allergen, they call it. It's allergy generating product or particle or, or, or protein. Our body sees that protein when we ingest it through our nose or mouth as foreign. And it, it it mounts an immune response and that's kind of done through the release of histamine in the body um, through immunoglobulins. So um, the whole, I suppose, process of it results in a big high dose of histamine and other little kind of messengers in your body and those messengers kind of really, really wake up the immune system to hyper-stimulate all our symptoms, all our immune system, which is runny nose, runny eyes, itchy nose, sneezing. Histamine can actually kind of tickles the trigeminal nerve, which is the nerve in the face. It kind of tickles that nerve and makes a sneeze. Um, It causes like runny nose, it causes oedema, which is swelling in the nose and uh, swelling of the eyes, running in the eyes. So bloodshot, itchy, runny eyes and actually then can transfer some of these longer lasting, non-seasonal, some of the longer lasting um, hay fever symptoms can lead to congestion, drip down the back of the throat, coughing and wheezing as well. So (laughs) It don't sound great. (laughs) No. Can can you get it at any age or are you born with it or what happens? Yeah, yeah, it's very debilitating. Um, there's there are genetic factors to it. There's um, males more than females get it. Um, 
interestingly, if under the age of 12 months, if you've been exposed to farm animals, you've a less chance of getting hay fever, Hmm. which is, you know, um, if you're exposed to smoking when you're under one years of age, you have a higher chance of getting it. So it's almost like we're educating our immune system when we're very, very small. Um, so, yeah, you can get you can get it at any age. And we're seeing a little bit of, you know, people coming in who've never had hay fever before and suddenly they're, they're, they are quite prone to it or sensitive to it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, it's quite tiring as well. It can cause fatigue as well and a bit of headache and sinusitis. So it's a big thing at the minute. Every second person coming to the pharmacy is looking for a remedy. Let's get on to the treatment then. So we now identified what it is. You've talked about the symptoms. So let's look at the treatment in more detail. Then, sure. how do you? How do you? Uh, can you preempt it? You can, of course, yeah. And, and we'd call that prophylactic use of antihistamines or steroid nasal sprays. Um, so that they, that's really uh, good for the people who get it every year. They are, you know, um, they're well aware. They're ready and waiting for the pollen count to go up. Um, so they're used to taking it, taking the antihistamine tablet or the nasal, the steroid nasal spray early and if you take it a couple of weeks before the pollen count goes up your symptoms don't come on so badly it's like a domino effect that first domino isn't pushed over because you're preventing it but um a lot of times it's too late nearly for that prophylactic use so you get people actually coming into the pharmacy and they've got the symptoms and they've got them badly and so it's about for me anyway i i actually ask them what are their primary symptoms what's the thing that's annoying the most and then treat that one and there's different treatments like the the nasal sprays are very good for the nasal congestion the drippy nose the sneezing and the eyes because it's a tiny amount of steroid i think people are are nearly nervous when you say it's a steroid nasal spray because they're nearly nervous to take a steroid whereas this only works really locally in the capillaries around the nose um, and you won't get this you know big high blood level of steroid it just works locally and it dampens down the histamine overreaction to histamine of the nose and the nasal mucosa and the eyes and all that um, so and then you have to find out if the person is pregnant maybe if it's a lady or if they're allergic to anything or you know so there's different questions that you want to ask people and what, what are the primary okay. symptoms there's no cure for it so you just have to kind of learn to live yeah, with it is I that it? The, the cure would be to wrap yourself in cotton wool in a room on your own with no pollen you know or no triggers no dust mites no mold spores no anything like that but of course you can't do that so you have to live um, you can wear wrap around sunglasses you can put Vaseline on the inside of your nose you can shower when you come in from outside you can keep your yeah. windows in your house closed but they're all you know um, not so nice things to have in your life so um yeah, yeah, you kind of want to preempt it and, and probably take those antihistamine tablets or the steroid nasal sprays before the symptoms arrive too badly. All right, Leone, as always, good to talk to you. And don't Thanks leave it three years before you come back into studio again. I won't. It's great to see you, Alan. Yeah, great to, to see, see you first. too. And uh, yeah, and developments in the company going well. You're, you've extended since we last spoke yeah, as well, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, we've, we've opened there in Bray. Um, so it's going really well, actually. It's uh, We've... New challenges up there, but and it's a kind of a new venture. Um, but it, it's it's going well. The we've created a good few jobs up there. So yeah. and and uh, the p- people in Bray are very happy. Like it was in an area that wasn't served by a pharmacy, so they're all thrilled that okay. we're in the community and they can and, get. And one of the last outside broadcasts we did before the pandemic struck was for the premises in Enniscorthy, and it was in Rafter Street, a beautiful street in Enniscorthy, and I believe that's going well for you too. Yeah, yeah, that's it's flying there. We we just the customers in in Enniscorthy are great. They're they're always giving me compliments. And, and all the staff so yeah. it's lovely yeah thanks Leonie talk to you soon Southeast Radio's morning mix chat news and your views Alan Corcoran